Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Oh my gosh, it's really pretty here in Sacramento today, which is nice. And I hope you're all in a good place. We're now in our third week of the new year, so I think we're all finding our rhythm. I want to talk to you today about Equal Employment Opportunity Compliance Training. Okay, as you know, California law has required EEO compliance training for years, and we've all worked hard to find the best solution for our workplace. Now, one of the things that I have really noticed over the last couple of years is that some of us are taking shortcuts on the EEO compliance training that is coming back to bite us. Let me tell you what I mean. If you just download some program that is not tailored to your workplace and may not even contain the requirements for California law, and you show that to your employees and then you are sued for retaliation or harassment or discrimination, you are going to be in trouble. Because one of the things that the courts will always look at that the jury instructions specifically mention in a trial are whether you did your EEO compliance training. And it's not enough for a jury to think you just checked the box. It's one of those things where the quality of the training actually means something, not just to juries, also to the Civil Rights Department here in California, to the federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and to opposing lawyers who will write you a demand letter, and then when they find out what you've done for training, if you've done a good job, often disappear never to be seen again. So this is a really important focus, and I think it's something that you should have near the top of your list for 2024. You've got to come up with training in your organization that works. Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, it's got to be engaging. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do it by video or by webinar. Um, we do that all the time. It can be very engaging. But you have to get people's attention. This is why a canned off-the-shelf program is dangerous because your employees won't connect with it. They won't recognize scenarios that would make sense to them in their workplace. When we do training for clients, we always make sure it's tailored for their workplace. What are they doing? What are the kinds of issues that come up for them? It's critical to make that connection. You've got to cover all of the required topics. And the only way to do that is to look at the law here in California, Assembly Bill 1825, Senate Bill 1343. They create very specific requirements. You need to go down each one of them to make sure that you've got them covered, that you are addressing all of the topics that are required to be covered by the law. You also have to tailor the training to your workplace. And I know this sounds like a lot of work, but remember, one of the requirements, whether you're in California or New York also has a training requirement, there are a lot of other states now that are doing this, you have to provide a copy of your policy, all right? So you have to ensure that your employees know what your equal employment opportunity policy is. And since you've got to tailor the policy to your workplace, you also need to tailor the training to your policy. You want to make sure that you 
are explaining, okay, this is what conduct is prohibited. This is where you go to report an issue. This is what we're going to do if you do report it. This is what an investigation would look like. This is the kind of disciplinary action we can take. And the reason this has to be tailored for your workplace is because everybody's different. You might have a union. You might not have a union. You might be a public entity. You might be a nonprofit. You might be a private corporation. You may have a lot of employees. You may have a few employees. You may have a dedicated HR department. You may not. You may have a dedicated EEO officer. You may not. So you have to tailor the training so it makes sense. In the scenarios, you want the training to be things that your employees might have to face. Some of them, of course, are going to be ubiquitous, right? So a client sends me an inappropriate sexual email. What do I do? We can address that without tailoring it to your particular workplace. But when you're talking about people they may interact with, your employees, situations they may find themselves in, you want to make sure that you have specifically designated in your training and in your policy how those situations are going to be dealt with, okay? You also have to allow for interaction and questions. Now, the good news is if you are doing... Um, a training program online, for example, that's recorded, as long as you make the HR department or the EEO team, whatever it happens to be in your organization, as long as you make them accessible to the attendees in a reasonable manner and within a reasonable period of time after the end of the training, then you've met your requirement that it be interactive. Now, having said that, Is live training always going to be better? Of course. Yes, it's always going to be better. Um, In-person training is always going to be better than webinar training because you have a trainer who can actually interact and engage with all of the attendees at once rather than who they see on the screen, right? It's very tough to do an engaging, interactive training online. We learned how to do it during... Um, COVID, we all did, right? We all figured it out, but it's tough. So we always think that you can connect more effectively with your team when you do it in person, but it's not always possible, right? You've got people all over the country. You've got a lot of remote workers. You're just not going to be able to necessarily do that. So at the very least, provide the opportunities that you can for the interaction, for the feedback, and for the questions. So that way, the attendees feel like, okay, I actually know where to go to follow up. I understand that my organization wants me to be able to ask questions. They want me to understand what the rules are. I'm allowed to raise concerns without fear of retribution, right? But you've got to be able to go through all of that so your employees really understand not only in the policy, but in the training, right? The training has got to reflect what you're actually doing. Now, don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean you have to roll out some ridiculously high-priced training program, right? There are a ton of different options. We do public seminars where people pay a very low fee. They get group discounts. We can tailor the program 
if we know who's on the line. We, of course, come into workplaces directly to do training. We can do webinars that are just for specific groups. There are a lot of different options out there. One of the things that I do think is important is to use a trainer that does this all the time. Many large law firms do training more as a loss leader than as a real dedicated practice area. And you really see a difference, I think, in those programs when, like our firm, it's a dedicated part of what we do. We've been doing it since 1997. It's something that we are uh, very well known for. That matters because you're going to get innovative cutting-edge, state-of-the-art training. You're not going to get something that was recorded six years ago that is just going to continue to be rolled out. So you do want to pick the right vendor. Now, can you do it internally? You bet you can. And that is something that we think is really important. We actually offer one of the only, and it may be the only at this point, train-the-trainer session, an all-day workshop where you can learn how to do the training yourself internally. It is taught by Eric Glassman, one of our most favorite trainers. Attendees love him. He is incredible, and he he helps with your skills, your delivery, how to handle tough questions. You get a complimentary PowerPoint program that you can tailor for your workplace. There's a lot of great stuff on the Train the Trainer program. That registration is limited because it's a workshop format. We do a lot of back and forth, but it is on March 7th. So it's coming up. I think there are a few additional spots. So you are welcome to check that out. Don't think you can't do it internally. You can. It may be that your workplace feels too big or too complicated or too spread out to be able to do it. But if there's any chance of you doing it internally, it's a really great way to connect with your team, the other people in your organization. There are so many benefits to doing it yourself if you can swing it. So if you're interested in doing that, definitely check out the Train the Trainer session. Also, you've got to get buy-in from the people in your organization. Here's what I mean. I often go to deliver training and I will expect to see the CEO there or I'll I'll expect to see the executive director and I'll say, oh, where are they? And I'll be told, oh, well, they got very busy today. Not good. Okay. Not good at all because you've got to talk the talk and walk the walk, right? You've got to make sure that everybody at the top is really understanding the importance of this training. And if you're in a situation where the people who are at the top don't think they have to attend, they don't think it's important enough, they don't want to prioritize it, then that's a problem. So you want to make sure that when you roll out a training like this, everybody participates. And of course, it's one thing if they're just doing a pre-recorded session at their desk where nobody really knows who else participated. But this becomes even more important when you're rolling out a session that is a webinar or a live session where everybody can see who the participants are. That becomes a critical part of this process. So, If you want to have training that works, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes commitment. 
So you need to have someone internally in your organization who can help drive this process. They don't have to be dedicated to that exclusively. They might have 20 other things that they're doing. But if you have someone who's responsible for the training, they will make sure it happens. They will make sure that things get done the way they should be done, that you're doing the record keeping, that you can prove that everybody got the training in the right amount of time, that you did the updates as you were supposed to. Remember, you have to comply with the rules about how often to provide the training who should receive the training, if they're a new employee, how quickly they need to receive it, and again, all of the specific topics that you need to cover. In the supervisory training in California, that's the AB 1825 training, there are other topics you have to cover, such as how to respond to internal complaints and um, what your obligations are as a supervisor or manager. The non-supervisory staff don't need that level of detail, so their training only has to be one hour, but the supervisor training has to be two hours. So there are very specific requirements, and you've got to find a way of making sure that you're tracking their participation so that you know that they, in fact, spent the correct amount of time on the training, that they actually did what they were supposed to do in terms of spending the time because that is part of the compliance, okay? So I know this sounds like a lot. You can do it. Remember, you either find a good vendor or you learn how to do it internally, okay? Don't forget about our Train the Trainer session on March 7th, but either way, folks, just get it done. Make sure that your folks understand what your expectations are and you do this training. It is a huge benefit when you get a complaint or you have a demand letter or a lawsuit to show that you've done a training program for EEO that actually works, that is actually effective. Okay, thank you all for joining me here this morning. Have a wonderful rest of your day and keep up the good work, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 